This sermon audio is presented to you by Pastor Tommy Brandon and Calvary Church of Fort Worth. For more information, visit our website at calvaryftw.com. So we're going to get things started tonight, and, and my, my subtitle is found in our text that we're going to see, and my subtitle kicking off this series is Have Faith in God. Everybody say, Have Faith in God. Amen. Here we go. Mark chapter 11 and verse number 12. The next morning as they left Bethany, he felt hungry. And a little way off, he noticed a fig tree in full leaf. So we went over to see if he could find any figs on it. But no, there were only leaves. For it is too early in the season for fruit. Then Jesus said to the tree, You shall never bear fruit again. And the disciples heard him say it. Now this week, known as the Passion, Jesus knew exactly what was going to be happening. You got to understand the omniscience of God. He knows it all. And he knew what was happening. He knew that this particular week that he would be betrayed. He also knew that he would ultimately be tortured. That he would be crucified. But how many of you know he also knew that he would resurrect? But he knew all of this. He, he knew going into the week. How many of you know what's on your schedule for tomorrow? A few people know what's on your schedule. So Jesus didn't know just his schedule for tomorrow. He knew the end before the beginning. He knew the week that was ahead for him. But yet he, he loved us enough to teach us a few more things in his last week. One of those things was a lesson on faith. I want you to say the word potential. Potential can be a, a beautiful word and it can be a painful word at the same time. Depending on the context of the word potential depends on, on how we feel about it. If, if, if something is being said in, in hope and in faith, the word potential is pretty cool. Here's an example. Oh, he has so much potential. I think the best is yet to come in his future. They have so much potential. I really think they're going to go far. That's a positive use of the word. But the same word in a different context brings an entire different sensation to your feelings. It's whenever it's used in this context. Oh, she had so much potential. That, that marriage, that business, that idea, it had so much potential, but it never quite took off. That use of the word is disappointing. That use of the word is painful. It brings a sadness to your countenance. Can I get an amen? This latter use of the word of potential really is what happened with Jesus and this fig tree. This fig tree had a lot of potential, but it wasn't living up to how it was created. It was created to be fruitful. 
but it wasn't. It wasn't keeping up with its potential. It, it, it was false advertisement, everybody. It was all leaves, no fruit. Looked good, but it wasn't good. Now, there's a few key things in this particular passage that I want to lift that we see why the tree wasn't fruitful. The first of things that we see is that this particular fig tree was alone. Here in the scripture, we see Mark 11, verse 13. It was a little way off that he noticed a fig tree. This fig tree stood out. It was set apart. Jesus saw it from a long ways off, and it's not because he had LASIK surgery. It's because the fig tree stood out. It was set apart because it was alone. And fruit trees, everybody, fruit trees do better when they're in an orchard, not when they're in in isolation. Fruit trees do better for these two reasons in an orchard. Cross-pollination and root communication. When an orchard's in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a good place, when it's healthy, when it's tended to, there's cross-pollination and the roots are constantly in communication so they all do good together. But when a fruit tree is alone, it doesn't have quite the success rate that it would if it was in a group setting. Guys, I want you to hear me preach to you for a few minutes now. This is the very same thing with your life. If you expect to produce fruit, you better stop hanging out with just yourself. You need other people. You need the church. You need the house of God. You need the people of God that are in the house of God. Our students need it. Our children need it. Our marriages need it. Everybody say, I need it. You bet you you need it. Everything seems to go downhill for the believer when they start pulling away from the church, when they think they can do it all on their own, when married couples think that they don't need anybody else but them, when families don't think their kids need anybody else but just them. You can see it happening. Things begin to spiral downhill because God created us for community. And this fig tree was by himself. Here's the second thing that we see in in Mark 11, 13. The Bible said that fig tree was seen afar off. And then it also goes on and said that the fig tree was in full leaf. Check this out. That dude was a poser. He totally looked good on the outside, but he was rotten on the inside. He had all the leaves, and he had zero fruit. This is, without question, one of the most dangerous things that could ever happen to a Christian, to a believer, is that you get so comfortable knowing how to, how to do church that you're not being the church. You get comfortable with how to dress, how to talk. You know the words to the song, but it's all leaves and there's no fruit. Basically what we do is in this, we're good at our profession, 
and we're terrible at our practice. If you're going to produce fruit in your life, you got to do more than just be putting on. You've got to put on his righteousness and actually live what you profess to be. Somebody say amen. Here's a third one for you. Not only was the tree by itself, and not only did the tree look good but wasn't good, but the third one is real simple, and that the fact is that fig tree was lifeless. Now, it was, it, was, it was existing, it was mature, but it was lifeless because Mark eleven thirteen 13 goes on to say not only was it set apart, then it stood out, not only did it have a lot of leaves, but when Jesus went over to see if he could find any, everyone say any, this brother was desperate. He just wanted one fig. He was so hungry, Jesus went to look for any figs. But there was none. Only leaves. This fig tree was lifeless. In other words, you and I, if we're ever going to produce fruit, we're going to have to stop with the spectating and watching and just existing and taking up space. And we're going to have to participate in the role of being in the church. It's one thing, and, and I'm going to get a little, I'm going to get a little, maybe a little sassy here. But it's one thing to take up space on a pew. It's another thing to fill up a space next to you. Are you hearing me tonight? It's one thing to be here. It's another thing to bring someone here. Jesus was just looking for a little reproduction. He wasn't happy with the tree just existing. He wanted a little bit of fruit. He just, he just needed to see that the tree wanted to, to do more than just take up real estate. And when he examined the tree and he judged the tree by its fruit or lack thereof, Jesus Christ looked at the tree and he said, you will never produce fruit. Now, here's where we are. I want you to go back to our original text, Mark chapter 11. And I want us, we stopped reading at verse 14. And I want you to go on with me to verse 20. Where fits in to find in scripture the source of fruit. Where does fruit come from? We're fitting to read it. Mark 11, verse 20. The next morning, as the disciples passed the fig tree that Jesus had cursed the day previously, they saw that it was withered. It was withered from the roots. Then Peter remembered what Jesus said to the tree on the previous day and exclaimed, Look, look, teacher. The fig tree you cursed has withered. Here's what I want you to highlight. In reply, Jesus said to the disciples, If you only have faith in God. Someone say, have faith in God. If you only have faith in God, this is the absolute truth. You can say to this mountain, rise up and fall into the Mediterranean. 
and your command will be obeyed. You can speak to this mountain, be thou moved, and it shall be moved. All that's required is that you really believe. Everybody say believe. And you have no doubt. Listen to me, verse 24. You can pray for anything, anything. You can pray for anything. And if you believe, you have it. It's yours, verse 25. But when you are praying, first forgive anyone you're holding a grudge against so that your Father in heaven will forgive you your sins too. Have faith in God. If we want to know where is the source that produces fruit, it was 24 hours previous that he looked for any fruit at all and he realized there is none. He actually realized there was no life, there was no source, there was no faith, there was zero capacity, there was no chance that this tree was going to make it. And he said, you'll never have fruit again. And the very next day, the disciples saw that it withered from the roots. And he said, look, teacher, this tree withered. And Jesus' only response to the statement of fact was, if you'll have faith in God, if you want to see fruit in your life, if you want to produce my promises to realities for you, if you want to go from me just being a part of your life and you being a part of me, if you want to make the jump from just knowing about me to flowing in my promises, then you better have faith in God. And if you have faith, you can pray whatever you want to pray. And if you'll believe it in your heart and not doubt, you can have it. Someone say, it is mine. Someone say, I can have it. What is it that you need? What is it that you desire? Because my question is, do you believe it's possible? Are you willing to call on the name of the Lord and believe that it's possible? Have faith in God. Now, this is what I find fascinating. Look over with me. If some of you got your, your phones out or your, or your Bibles, look over with me in the book of Psalm, chapter number 92. Psalm 92. And Denora, I know you didn't have a song, but I want Bailey, if our team, can our team come up and sing one more time before we go home? Is that possible? I know I'm throwing the curveball. Uh, <laughs> Bailey's like, sure, I'm on my way. Thank you, guys. Check this out. Psalm 92, Psalm 92, and look at verse number 12. But the godly, everyone say the godly. Oh, good night. I hope you get this tonight. The godly, those that have faith in God, those that believe that all things are possible, those that do not live in doubt but that live in faith, those that do not live by their flesh but they live by the promises of God, those that do not let their feelings call the shots, those that do not let their intellect, their finances, their, their understanding get in the way, those that are godly, they flourish like palm trees. 
They flourish like palm trees and they grow tall as the cedars of Lebanon. They're transplanted into the Lord's own garden. You become taken care of by God. You go from being on your own to being under the care of God. You're ministered to. You're nurtured by. You're served by God. The godly, they flourish like a palm tree. They're transplanted into the Lord's own garden and are under his personal care. Oh, how many of us are trying to take care of ourselves. we got to work more. We have to think more. We've got to try harder. We've got to wake up earlier. We've got to stay up later. We've got we've to sweat more. We're under our own care. And the Bible says that if, if we will be godly, if we'll live by faith and not by fear, if we'll live by trust in the Lord and not trust in ourselves, we'll be under his own personal care. Look at verse 14. And even in old age, they will still produce fruit. If you want to just have a life that's fruitful, your marriage fruitful, your body feeling good, your mind being clear, your money working out, your marriage seeming to be okay. You're getting along with yourself. Anybody ever not gotten along with yourself? You want to get along with yourself. You want to get along with those around you. You want to be fruitful. Be godly. Have faith in God. Pray the prayer of faith. Don't try to work it out on your own. Don't try to solve it your way. But believe in God that all things are possible to him that believes. Claim, speak, believe, and trust the promises of God. And you will be producing fruit in your old age. You'll be vital and green. Verse 15, this honors the Lord and exhibits his faithful care. You judge a tree by its fruits. What are you exhibiting? Are you exhibiting that you've worked for it? Are you exhibiting that you've sweated for it? Have you exhibited that you've tried? Or are you exhibiting the care of God in your life? Listen to this, everybody. When you see somebody and you run into somebody and you say, how is all that possible? And they say it was the Lord. What they're doing is exhibiting that God took care of this for them. They didn't go and make it happen. They didn't go and, and, and create it for themselves. God made it happen for them. What kind of fruit are you producing? Because I can tell you right now, if you're going to be apart and you're going to be alone, and if you're going to do it your way, I can tell you in the end, there will be no fruit. If you're just determined to come out from under the hand of God, if you're determined to come out from under the, 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 the covering of a church community, if you're just determined to do it your way, you will be found soon without any fruit. And then life is going to take its toll. And your roots are going to wither up. But whenever you do it God's way, 
you'll grow and flourish. You'll make it to 30, make it to 50, make it to 70, make it to 80, make it to 90. Still producing fruit. You don't have to grow old and get bitter. You don't have to grow old and get mean and crusty. You don't have to grow old and and not like anybody and nobody like you. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. No, you can have a life that's fruitful. Let me tell you about this palm tree real fast before I pray over you. The palm tree has deep, deep, deep roots. Has deep roots. Nobody sees roots. Nobody cares about roots. But we all benefit from trees that have deep roots. Let me tell you about your deep roots. If you're going to live by faith, you're going to have to know the Word of God. You're going to have to fall in love with talking to Jesus. You're going to have to leave your burdens at the foot of the cross. You're going to have to walk away from things and people, problems and situations that are carrying you down. You're going to have to make sacrifices in your life. Prayer, fasting, generosity. These are the roots that are under the ground. They're not flashy. They're not leaves. They're roots. The palm tree has deep roots. The palm tree loves rain. Loves rain. I love going off to the coastal areas. Love going to Florida. Love going to South Louisiana. Love going to California. Love being on the coast with those big palm trees. And you hear the wind blow and their, and, their, and their limbs and their leaves are just whistling in the air. And some of you right now are thinking about a hammock. You're thinking about a, you're thinking about a suntan. You're thinking, wake up everybody, you're still in Burleson, come on. You can only go there in your mind. But what do you hear? What do you hear there? What do you hear? You, you hear, you hear something that's been, that's been nourished and, and it's flourishing because it's, it's been well taken care of by the rain. Hey, everybody, if you're going to be fruitful in your life, you better like the presence of God. You better like to be in the rain of His presence. You better like to have the, 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 the replenishing of the presence of God. Stand with me right now. And lastly, the palm tree thrives with other palm trees. Every now and then you might stumble upon one palm tree by itself, but it was because the farmer got sick and quit. Most palm trees are in community because they do better together. Tonight I want to close with this. I'm going to have, I want Bailey to sing that song that you sang earlier tonight. And I want us to just worship for a moment. But while we worship, I want to pray over you. I want to pray over a few of you. And if it's possible physically, I want Brother Lloyd Peterson. Where's Lloyd Peterson uh, Sr.? Is Lloyd still here? I know he was here because I hugged him. Did he have to leave? I was going to pray over him tonight. Brother Gerald Russell, are you able to come down to the front? I want you to come. Eddie Perkins, I want you to come down to the front. Grant Bowman, I want you to come and be with your wife. I want to pray over you and Kelly. Anybody else need special prayer tonight? While we, while we worship, I want to pray over a few of you. You have a need in your life? Do you have a need? If you need to sit down on the front, Brother Jerry, I want you to sit. Anybody have a need in your life? I want to pray over you before we dismiss you. Anybody at all? Grant, you can come on. I want you to be with Kelly. Or Kelly over there, that's fine. Thank you for coming. I pray over you in the name of the Lord in just a moment. You need prayer, Morgan? Is that what you're saying? Come on down here to the front, Morgan. Anybody else before we, before we worship for a moment, before we go home? Thank you, Flavia. God bless you. Amy, God bless you. Anybody else? God bless you, Corey. 
Corey is your boy here. Where's Braden? I just baptized Braden Monday. Monday, Braden was baptized. Can y'all give it up for this little fella being baptized Monday? <laughs> Joseph, do you need prayer? Come on, Joseph, I want to pray over you. Do you folks need prayer? You coming for prayer? Well, y'all come on, I want to pray over you. Anybody else need prayer tonight? All right, everybody, this is what we're going to do. I want you to worship. Our young people have an event after this. I'm not going to keep you long. Y'all are going to get to have a lot of fun tonight. But guys, come on, and we're going to pray for Emma tonight. We pray for Emma or you, Mama, for both of them. We'll pray for everybody. All right. She asked, childlike faith. I love that right there. Amen. Emma just had surgery a week and a half ago, and we're just believing God to continue to heal her. Listen to me. If you're going to be fruitful, young people, Ayo, listen to me. If you're going to be fruitful, if you're going to show some things in your life, if you're going to look up one day and see that God did some things in your life, it's not going to be because you choose to do it on your own. You need prayer, Karen? Come on. You're not going to get there on your own. You need this church, and you need your youth group, and you need your youth pastor, and you need your mom and daddy in this church. You need the community of faith. But I can tell you something else. You need the reign of his presence as well. You need to know how to pray and worship and and sing praises unto God. So, Bailey, lead us there. I'm going to pray for you folks, and then we'll, we'll go home. You need prayer, buddy? Well, come on. Come on. Amen. Go ahead, Bailey. You can take this life. This world will never satisfy the longing in my soul. When all is lost and hope runs dry. When all I feel is cold, I'm coming back to your presence. I'm coming back to your presence. 